Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's this week's episode. Welcome, everyone, to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discover how to win the crown. I'm Jessie Ledoux McMullen, Pageant Planet's queen of customer success, and I'm joined by Miss Ghana Universe, Chelsea Taiwi. Welcome, Chelsea. Thanks so much for having me, Jessie. So, Chelsea, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about you? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in. I appreciate all of you guys listening. Um, Yeah, so as Jesse said, I am Chelsea. I'm 25 years old, and I am currently the new reigning Miss Universe Ghana. Um, So a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. I have dual citizenship between um, an American citizenship and a Ghanaian citizenship because my mother... Um, is from here and spends most of her life here and works here. So when I came over to Ghana, finished university, applied for Miss Universe Ghana, and, you know, I was appointed as Miss Universe Ghana, um, I quickly, you know, I was just, you know, over the moon. I could not just, I couldn't really express how I was feeling at the moment, but it was just amazing overall, and I was really grateful. Um I attended DePaul University in Chicago and got my degree in communications and media. And I love to cook. I love to Mm. exercise. I love anything that has to deal with the outdoors because I feel like when you're outdoors, you're most at peace, at least for me. And, you know, when I'm in the garden and everything, anything that has to deal with nature, um, I'm your girl. And I'm really just looking forward to spreading awareness on my platform for Miss Universe Ghana. And it's just not every day that we have a Miss Universe title holder on the show, so we're so excited to have you. And I love that you mentioned platform, um, and we'll get there in a little bit. But how did you first hear about Pageant Planet? Yeah, so when I was um, applying, not applying, but um, I joined Miss Illinois USA, which eventually whoever wins Miss USA goes to Miss um, Miss Universe. Um, that's when I first heard all about you guys with the tips that you share and, you know, with the preparation process, they really suggested that we follow you. And it was really a good idea because I've gotten so many tips from you and so many different, you know, nuggets of wisdom for pageantry. So, that's really how I heard about you guys in 2017. Yeah. Well, thank you for to the Miss uh, Illinois USA directors for suggesting that. We're very grateful and so happy to have you. And I'm so glad that you reached out to do this podcast because we are gearing up for a very platform-focused February. So you will see so much information on how to develop your platform for the coming year, the competition season, and years to come. And as we know from talking about platform consistently on this podcast, it's for life. Your platform is for life. So Chelsea, you are the perfect person to kick off this conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, like you said, your platform is for life. 
And more importantly, it should really reflect who you are at your inner core. So to me, that's the most important thing of it all. So before we dive into your questions for the day, tell us what your platform is and how you came to adopt it. Absolutely. So for me, my platform is really eliminating the stigma surrounding autism in Ghana because I have a younger brother who is seven years younger than me and he was born premature at 24 weeks, which led him to... um, develop a mild um, autism on the autism spectrum. And, you know, I saw how much help and how much um, early intervention he received, thank God, because, you know, early intervention is really, really, really imperative when it comes to autism. You know, Mm. I always say prevention is 100% better than cure. And um, if my parents hadn't done what they did when my brother was younger, um, maybe the outcome would have been a lot different. And I do see here in Ghana that people either, A, they don't have a lot of awareness about autism, or B, they confuse it for something else altogether, or C, they just don't believe in it at all. So for me, I'm like, wow, if that was my younger brother in these people's shoes, like, I really wonder where he would be at the moment. So I'm like, no. This is a cause that is near and dear to my heart, and I just really want to make my voice ripple across nations and let them know that Ghana can handle autism as well as any other country can. Mm. So yeah, that's really how um, I started getting into it. Well, we'll hear more about your platform shortly, but I I did want to find out what inspired you to join the Miss Universe organization. Yeah, um, I had always been fascinated with pageantry from a very young age. Um, I just loved the production of it all, how, you know, from the big ball gowns to the way the girls spoke to the way their names were even pronounced. But most importantly, um, it's like a big it was it was my dream to be in Mm. pageantry, to be like a pageant queen. And, you know, my parents weren't really for it at the beginning of my life. So as I got older and I was, you know, approaching the end of university, they were like, oh, well, if this is really something you want to do, then you might as well just go for it. So as soon as I went for it, they were really happy at the way I excelled at it. I got the People's Choice Award for Miss Illinois and I was, you know, the top 15 semifinalist award for Miss Illinois as well. And I just, from then on, I'm like, okay, well, if I had the opportunity to do it this again, I certainly would. And yeah, now here we are at Miss Universe. How, how would you say, so I know you t- said your title for Miss, Miss Universe Ghana was appointed, but how is pageantry in Ghana different from it is in the USA? You know what? It's very different because at times you you I, I feel like in West Africa in general, they don't necessarily take pageantry as seriously as they should, like how they do in other countries like USA, India, Philippines, like it is a very big deal and it's very life changing. And I feel mm-hmm. like um, in Ghana at a point you kind of feel like you're left on your own um, and you kind of just have to be responsible for a lot of your own things. Whereas in other countries, it's really not, not like that. So 
Um, I just feel like it depends on the management and whoever owns the franchise of Miss Universe in that particular country, if that makes sense. Sure. And what you just mentioned just reiterates how important it is for every title holder, no matter where you are, to have a title holder plan. You may have a support system in your directors and your pageant system that are absolutely incredible and seasoned with built-in contacts, but 99.5%, I would say, of the pageant industry is very much reliant on the title holder to be the self-starter. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's so there's so many different pageants. So if you're listening, let's talk about your title holder plan anytime you'd like. You can email me at jesse at pageantplanet.com. And uh, what would you, so I'm going to dive around in these questions, Chelsea. I hope you don't mind. Um, oh, yeah, not at all. Perfect. So, so with that said... Um, what are you hoping to achieve throughout your reign? That's one of the most important questions to develop your plan is what's your goal and then work back from there. So what's yours? Mine would certainly be to be that not, I don't want to say perfect because no one is really perfect, but we can come pretty close to it. I want to be a um, an example for that young girl who's looking on the TV screen to say, wow, Chelsea makes me want to join pageantry one day the same way I was looking up at that TV screen as a young girl and saying so and so makes me want to join pageantry one day you know I feel like it's so important to just not only be a role model for yourself but for the future generation and the generation behind that one you know it's not really enough to just say oh, you have a platform, but more so to leave a legacy behind your platform and behind your reign in general, that way that it's set in stone and people can not only implement that into their own reign, but then take it to the next level. Did you have a title holder that you saw and gave you that impression of, man, I want to do that? Yeah, actually, I kind of have like a couple. Um you know, I think there's, there's, I have a top three. So <laughs> my first one is Chesley Christ. What I love about her is just how real and how relatable she is and how she carries herself. Um, and also that she's an attorney. I did once, you know, at a point in time, want to attend law school after um, university, but um, I just, I needed to take a break. And I was like, you know what? I don't just want to go into grad school just yet. Let me just dabble around everywhere and see where I fit in. Um, the next one would have to be Zozie, the current Miss Universe, mm -hmm. just because I feel like she's a perfect example of somebody who has shattered glass ceilings in terms of how we look in pageantry, like with her short hair and how confident she was with it to win it. To me, that's really, that's really, I don't think anyone would ever forget that. And the third person is Deshauna Barber because she not only shattered glass ceilings, but she set the example for, you know, um, I would say a feminine career and a more masculine career. Like she created an equilibrium between the two, dabbling back and forth between the military and pageantry. And what really inspired me about her was her tenacity. I think she said she competed in about six pageants before she won Miss USA, which is a huge deal to win after you haven't won any so far. So, um, yeah, that's that's really, really inspiring. Yeah. Those those are three amazing examples. We had the opportunity to interview both Zozie and Chesley this year, and 
absolutely wonderful examples and um, certainly people you'd like to model, model yourself after, after. So I love hearing that. Yeah, so, um, so tell me about, uh, you talked about being appointed in a few other podcasts, but did you have a crowning moment or how did you find out you were Miss Universe Ghana? Um, so yeah, when I was appointed or I think I was told that, you know, there's, uh, they were, um, trying to decide between me and two other ladies as well. Um, but they would let us know who like got chosen, um, the day that they would air. So what was really happening was that day, um, they were like, we were all there, like the three of us. And they were like, okay, well, whoever wins their segment that they're filming is going to air on TV. So, you know, we are crowded around the TV, like me and my family, my mom, my cousins, my aunts and uncles. And, you know, just like seeing me after my national director said, okay, we have a queen who has a heart of gold. And then I saw myself walking out and we were all just screaming and jumping for joy. Yeah. What a special moment. Mesmerizing experience. Absolutely. Uh, It's one that I'll never forget. And what's something you want people to know about Ghana? Um, I really would like them to know that Ghana's economy is moving at a very rapid rate. I really want to sell Ghana to the world for all of the resources that we have, from the hospitality to gold to oil. We have it all. <laughs> Honestly, we really do. And we're getting better as time goes along. Um, so if I could be that like brand ambassador to Ghana for Ghana, that would be like my ultimate goal as well. And I've, I've been to Kenya. I haven't been to Ghana, but I know that um, I have several friends that have been to Ghana and they've said nothing but beautiful things about the people, the culture, and how absolutely stunning it is as a country. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure you could be an amazing ambassador for them. Thank you. You you need to come one day, like very quickly when COVID is over. So what what are your three favorite things to do in Ghana? My three favorite things to do in Ghana. Let me see. Um. Okay. So the first thing would be um, my family were from a region called Volta region, which is closer to to Togo. Mm -hmm. And we really like to go there to just, you know, enjoy the weekend. The the beaches there are simply flawless, honestly. Um, It's really serene and it's a really great relaxation spot. Um, The second thing that I would really like to do is or that I really enjoy doing. Um, I really just like going to like, there's this place called Shy Hills where the shy people used to live. And um, they go up, like, it's like a hiking spot. Like it's in the mountains. Like, as I said, like I am so keen on just spending time in nature. And the third thing would just be to like, really just go out to like, to eat, to enjoy with my friends, my close friends as well, and just like really just keep it chill and like keep a low, low key profile. Mm. And all that inspiration from Ghana, do you have ideas for your national costume or is that top secret? 
It is actually top secret. Ah! So you will see one day, like when, like um, on the gout night, like that is actually being prepared right now. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see it. Do we know when Miss Universe will be? So they are predicting April, but honestly, it depends on COVID because if COVID doesn't disappear by then, then they may push it further because honestly, it's everywhere in the States right now and it's supposed to be held in the States. So um, honestly, I'm thinking that they'll move it up, but we'll see. Oh, I think the entire pageant community will be chomping at the bit. It's been over a year since I had a Miss Universe pageant and... We pageant people rely on Miss Universe, so hopefully yeah, hopefully absolutely. we are able to have it in April. Yeah, I know, I know. So let's just pray COVID goes away quickly. <laughs> so how has being a quarantine queen changed your reign? Um, it has changed it in a lot of ways. I did contract COVID-19, so that actually prohibited me from really just, um, you know, doing what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and this was actually really recent for the whole month of January. I just couldn't really do a lot. My immune system was, you know, trying to fight it, but then like, you know, it would go up, it would come down. Um, but I'm better now. So, Um, I guess I would say it's been really different because you can't really interact as well as you would like to, like even with um, my platform and the kids with autism, I can't really go to the schools yet until they open and I have to be really careful. So with all the restrictions put in place, um, that's how, that's really what makes it different. But nevertheless, it's still enjoyable. You know, I really enjoy everything about it, just being a queen in general. So what what about your platform needed to change with not being able to be as visible and public in your community? Did you change your strategy at all? I did. Like I um the thing is you really have to limit the number of people who come around you. Now let me say I got crowned in September. So from September mm. to December, I was really, you know, on it with the interviews and everything and interacting with everyone that I needed to, like with the sponsors. But then um I think this month, January, was really the only month that I had to just take a seat back due to me contracting COVID on the first. So, um, yeah, it's been a really interesting experience and I'm just really just grateful that, you know, my health is back in order and that everyone is okay, really. Yo, definitely happy to hear you're feeling better. I think knowing someone that has contacted COVID-19 is becoming more common across the world. So happy Mm -hmm. to hear you are on the up and up. And I think the scariest part is that it just impacts everyone differently and hopefully, mm-hmm. like you said, hopefully we are we are on the up and up to being able to resume some sense of normalcy soon. Um, but as you because you said if Miss Universe is planned for April, you're probably very much in the midst of preparation. So, what are your mm-hmm. favorite fitness tips for contestants preparing for the swimsuit competition? Sure. So my number one tip would be. You know what? Honestly, I don't think they're judging how necessarily skinny you are, but they are judging if you are the most fit and healthy looking for your body type. Like for me, what I used to do, which is so wrong, I would look at the girls and I'd be like, oh my God, I have to be 
this weight, this um, amount of pounds on the scale or that weight, I have to look at like that. And I'm like, no, Chelsea, they may not even weigh what you're thinking they weigh. So if I just build up a little bit of muscle in my legs and then just keep a keep a solid diet, that's really the long and short of it. And my second tap, tip would be, um, I really believe in green smoothies, like one hmm. every morning. That's really what helped me to lose a lot of weight. I lost about 21 pounds so far from the summer until now. So, yeah. And then the third thing would just be to have and maintain a healthy sleep pattern because without mm. that, that really prohibits you from being fit as well. One of my New Year's resolutions this year was to develop a morning routine. Uh, I think a few years mm -hmm. ago I said my resolution was I'm not going to snooze alarm more than twice. And I broke that in like the first week. So this year I made it a little more general <laughs> and I gave myself some grace. So every day I'm trying a little bit more. But you mentioned sleep and that's really interesting because I, I personally love my sleep. I know a lot of people listening do too. So do you have a morning routine or do you let your sleep kind of dictate your morning? That's the thing. So not only do I have a morning routine, but I also have a night routine that will channel which way my sleep pattern is going to go. Um, I do not look at my phone the last thing before I sleep, nor do I look at it the first thing when I wake up. Um, I really just have to, <laughs> and this is funny, I just started doing this, but it works. If any of you guys are experiencing some sort of insomnia, drink almond milk. If you're not allergic to nuts, it really helps or any form of milk, soy milk, dairy, whatever. It really just soothes your entire being for me at least. And, um, I've been doing that for like a, about a week now. And I've noticed that I'm more robust when I wake up, I have a more healthy outlook on my day and it really just helps between the beginning and end of my day. So that for me is really, um, really important. And then just quieting your mind down and not really getting distracted when you wake up or before you sleep. One, one thing that I've been doing, Chelsea, is I'm the type to, I fall asleep on the couch and then I make my way upstairs and I'm so tired that I often will skip a bedtime routine. So clearly you can hear my listeners, I am not great with routine. I try very hard, but what I've tried to do the last few weeks is as soon as I start winding down for my day, like you said, like have a wind down period and I will mm -hmm. wash my face, put my pajamas on, and then I will go down to the couch. And then if I fall asleep, my routine has already been complete. So I feel better about that. So I, I love that you mentioned that wind down period because we, um, I would love to hear about the culture in Ghana specifically, but in the U S I feel like we're constantly go, go, go until like, we're ready to hit the sack and go to bed. But like, it's so critical to be able to relax your mind, to get into a, a headspace, to have a really fruitful sleep. So you can wake up and be effect effective the next day. So is Absolutely. what's, what's Ghana's working style? Is it similar or is it much more relaxed? Um, in Ghana, it's a little bit more relaxed. Let me say, um, well, one, for one, all of the shops here close extremely early, like by five. Oh, wow. And, you know, normally in the 
states, most of them, most of the shops are open till about 8.30, at the latest on a weekday. So um, for me, I think that's what really helped me a lot. Like when you need to get something done, everyone in Ghana is normally up by like 5, 6 a.m., that's what's really going to elongate your day and then just hit this goal for the day hit that Mm. goal and hit at least three to five goals then by the time you come home not only will you feel satisfied but you'll feel relaxed and you won't feel jittery and you won't feel like you know something is missing so that also is really imperative when it comes to cultivating a healthy sleep pattern so yeah (laughs) that's really the long and short of it are you are you waking up at 5 or 6 a.m.? I used to pre-COVID, but since my COVID came, um, I started, you know, pushing it towards 8, 9, mm. um, but it's back at 8 now. So, you know, when February gets here, I'm going to, you know, just pick up the pace and then go back to my previous routine of like 5, 6, um, just because the day goes by so fast, you know, especially over here, if the, all the shops are closed by nine, I'm sorry, by five and everyone's in the house by six, it's like, okay, now you have literally the rest of the evening to chill, relax, and then take it easy. So, is your, um, is your yeah, entire really family nice. there with you? No, just my mom. She's been here since March, actually, because, um, you know, she was in Chicago and then she came back for you know her company and then you know COVID came and then we were on lockdown for a very long time from like March till like September October and then you know the airport finally opened back up and then yeah we got a lot of work down during work done during the lockdown um it was really really an interesting experience so we mentioned swimsuit and that leaves your interview and your evening gown for Miss Universe. What is your favorite mm-hmm. area of competition? Oh, honestly, it is. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I have a tie. It's a tie between um, the gown and the interview because I am like so excited and ecstatic when I see the gowns. Um, I've been through that as well you know through Miss Illinois just seeing how pretty we all look but more importantly not only are we wearing the gown but the gown is not wearing us so I feel like when you pick the perfect one it's like a win-win situation um but then over and beyond that depending on what platform you have and how you plan on implementing the rules of the universe in you in the crown I would say the interview is definitely the most important because I need to know that the young, like the, the female that my little sister or little cousin is looking up to is looking up to them for a solid reason. So, you know, I think it's beauty and brains, like both of them tied in together, the gown and the interview. Sure. And can we have any hints on your evening gown for Miss Universe? Um, you know, it's still in the works. I will certainly do another interview with you guys really soon as the time gets closer and we have a set date for um, Miss Universe. But for now, it's like <laughs> my lips are sealed on that one. Ugh. 
Okay, we'll have to wait and see. Um, so what yeah. what advice would you give to a young girl who wants to join a pageant but might be nervous or afraid? Um, yeah, the my favorite quote um, by Oscar Wilde is that there's only one you. Everybody else is taken. So when you think of who you are and you listen to that little voice inside your head that told you to join the pageant in the first place, I don't think you have anything to lose. You know, um, you should not be phased or frightened or fearful of whatever outcome happens because whether you win or not, you're still a winner by stepping on that stage, by letting the world see and know who you really are at your core and letting that exude into them. So I would just tell her to go for it. She really doesn't have anything to lose. And that maybe whatever, based on whatever would happen, she would probably be the next example for another young girl who would be too afraid or too scared to join. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is is pretty similar to yours, and it's, you are unrepeatable. There's a magic about you that's all your own, because I'm sure you know, Chelsea, that pageantry falls victim to comparison, and yeah. it's so easy to, like you said, like you, you love seeing all the gowns and everyone looking so beautiful. It's so easy to look at someone else and say, oh my gosh, I wish I could be that beautiful, or I wish I looked that good in, in my dress, or you kind of start robbing yourself of the moment when you compare. So I, I like that thought of, there. it's magic. There's You have mm-hmm. a magic that's only yours, and yeah. whatever it looks like is different from the person next to you, but it's still so special. Exactly, and I think mostly like that is what the judges fall in love with like how authentic is this young lady and how can she translate that into the rest of the world so when you master that master yourself there's nothing that can come against that there's nothing that you have to lose so yeah that's really important I don't want to put you on the spot because I didn't tell you I was going to ask this but I want to now but what do you think is your magic (laughs) My magic is certainly my smile. It is my greatest strength. Um, if you look on my Instagram and the Miss Universe Ghana Instagram, you've seen that you, you'll see that the whole country has pretty much named me the smile queen. Mm-hmm. And it really translate to, translates to how happy I am as um, a young lady, as Chelsea, as an individual. Um, And I would say that, you know, when you come to Ghana, you'll pretty much see the same thing, like the general hospitality that everyone exudes um, and how happy most people really are and how welcoming we are to foreigners as well. So that to me is really the icing and the cherry on top of the cake for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) What... um... How has pageantry helped you overcome any obstacles you faced in your life? It has, it, it, it's literally reinvented me in every single way. Um, the biggest obstacle in my life that I faced, I think I was, you know, 14, 15, and I'm sure you and most of the other listeners who are listening have seen the movie called Mean Girls. 
Mm-hmm. And that was literally my experience going into high school, like transitioning from middle school to high school is never easy for anyone, but um, especially not for me. And, you know, I was the new girl at the new school that I tested into. And I think for the most part, it was a K through 12 school. Um, so there was one girl who was like the ringleader and then the other girls around her would always like bow to her beck and call and just do whatever she would say. So the other girls took a liking to me and then the ring leader did not like or appreciate that. And so for the whole year, it was really just me questioning like if I really belonged there or if I like who was Chelsea? Like why were mm. people so mean to me for no reason? And if, you know, from then till now, it's been about 10 years and I look at how far I've come, but that experience, I wonder if I didn't go through that, if I would be as strong as I am now. So pageantry has certainly helped me blossom into the young lady that I've always, God has always called me to be. That's a really interesting story, Chelsea. And I I actually find that more often than not, pageant contestants have a similar um, experience in life. And and let me ask mm-hmm. you this, because this was my personal experience. So I would love to know if we share that same, um, that same, same blood is I went through the same and I went to pageants as what I would consider the equalizer, because I felt like anytime I showed myself to my peers, it was invalidated by their own preconceived notions of me or their clicks or whatever it was. So I turned yeah. to pageantry to say, I have value. And someone's gonna someone's gonna confirm that. And as a young as a young girl, I competed in pageantry so that this unbiased, un, this unbiased objective judging panel could reward that those parts of me that my peers weren't seeing. And and as I've grown, I've become less reliant on the approval of those judges and those people especially. But that was where I, why I started. Are, do, do we share any similarities there? Absolutely. And I was just going to say thank you so much for saying that because I, I, I think – the last part of what you said was, you know, that, you know, for the judgment, the similarities, that's exactly why other than the winner of the pageant, they have other rewards like Miss Congeniality, who like, you know, um, Miss People's Choice Award, like me, like there's a winner in everyone. And I think everyone should realize that, um, just by joining, <laughs> you're automatically a winner, in my opinion, in my eyes, the way I see it. Because for me, during my experience, that time, people would be like, and it was a relatively small school, so word got around rather rapidly. And I was just confused because I couldn't understand. It's not like I did anything to them for them to treat me in that way. And you know, one day I will have young daughters as well. And I can't wait to share this experience with them to just let them know, like, you're perfect just the way you are. And the world needs to see that and recognize that for what it is. So um, I remembered, you know, feeling like, um, you know, it, it just really didn't make any sort of sense. So the more we really push ourselves beyond our comfort zone, to the point where it will become our new comfort zone, that's really all that matters. 
I, I agree. And, and like I, I said too, it's, I started that way, needing that validation from someone else, but I was also 13 years old, so I had a perspective. But when I mm-hmm. finished my pageant journey, my mentality, when, when I was young, my mentality was always, I need this crown. I need this title. And when I, yeah. even in my last pageant, my, my mentality was, they would be lucky to have me. If I don't get this title, my life's going to go on and I'm going to achieve amazing things. And so even if you start in that, that place of like trying to just break out of whatever challenges you're exploring in your, in your life, it doesn't end there, which is the positive. Absolutely. Because we're on this magical journey as individuals and we all have so much to offer the world. Like everyone's purpose is different and everyone's destiny is different. We just really have to buckle in on folk and focus on what that is. So I do want to, I want to circle back to platform because we didn't have a ton of time to talk about platform yet, but I do know it's such an important part of you. So are you working alongside any organizations to further your platform? Yes, I am. So currently I'm being like, I'm representing the Miss Universe Ghana organization currently. And then there are a lot of other organizations in the States currently that um, I'm working side by side with just to see if we can bring over some speech pathologists and some other things to really help these kids with autism, Um, no matter if it's giving a talk or a seminar on how to just spot the early signs. Because here in Ghana, I feel like a lot of things are missed and they shouldn't be missed because these, these are, it's really you know, the breaking point, if you miss it, then it's like, oh, well, almost like it's going to be too late. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I have permission to say their names just yet, but I am working very closely with them. Yes. Side by side. Wonderful. And and why do you think Ghana needs a Miss Universe? Ghana needs a Miss Universe because... I, I see it. I experience it all the time. The stigma surrounding pageantry is really unfortunate where um, some people think that it's just all beauty, that we don't have brains, that we're not strong enough to achieve our dreams and our goals. But it's a lot more than that. Like I am so much stronger today because of pageantry. Like I can be that voice and that ambassador for Ghana and then just champion ahead and be the example to everyone and break all the stigmas or all the opinions or perceptions that people had of pageantry that was negative. And what do you, um, when all said and done, when your year comes to a close, you had mentioned that you, you were hoping to become a role model, so have someone else see that if, if you can do it, they can do it. And we mentioned your role models too. What what measurable goal with your platform? Do you do you have a quantifiable goal that you're working towards this year? Absolutely. Um my goal is to really like I said just touch the hearts of all the other young girls who are thinking about doing pageantry but are maybe too scared or too afraid or too timid to join. And I can be the first person to tell you like there's nothing to be scared of. You just have to get up there and be yourself. And then by being yourself, the world will respect you for that. Do you have anything else you want our listeners to know about you or any uh, farewell messages you'd like to share? 
Yes. Um, the first thing is, I just want to say a big thanks to everyone who is listening. Kindly follow my Instagram. It is underscore Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-E-A underscore Taiwi, T-A-Y-U-I. Um, kindly follow me to just, you know, watch my journey and I'm going to be so transparent with you guys and with everything that I'm doing. I would really just love your um, questions, comments, concerns, and anything else that requires my reign. So yeah, that's really the long and short of it. And thanks so much. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. And best of luck at Miss Universe. We will be following your journey and rooting for you. And for our listeners, if you would like to be the featured contestant for our next podcast, create a contestant profile with all of your information, hidden facts, and what makes you special. Then email support at pageantplanet.com with the title podcast feature so we can review your profile. We will let you know if you're scheduled. Thank you for listening. And if you received any benefit from this show or from ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It may seem like a small action, but it really helps us keep the show going. Until next time, take care. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.